This Mother's Day, celebrate the extraordinary women in your life with a heartfelt gift from Blue Nile. Whether it's for your mom, a mother figure, or yourself as a mom, find that perfect piece to express your love and appreciation. Explore Blue Nile's exquisite pearls and mesmerizing gemstones that she's sure to love. Enjoy fast shipping options like guaranteed free shipping and returns. Make this Mother's Day unforgettable with a piece from Blue Nile. Right now, get up to 50% off at BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50% to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. creeps and cretins and welcome to yet another episode yes we are still here um of mysteries of the unexplained a paranormal podcast where we delve into the mysteries that have plagued mankind since the beginning of time you know just netflix and chill i am your host annie and this is my sidekick forever well and it's just after coming into spring and sure here we go again that's what I feel like. Here we Here go. Here we again. go again. Here we go again. Although today was one of those days, like, you know, especially in Ireland where like the weather, like it just goes up like a few degrees and like the birds are singing and stuff. And you're like, oh, oh, this is what it's like not to wear 12 layers of clothing. I'm only wearing 10 today. Yeah. I, and I have to say every, every summer I get tricked into, you know, when there's probably a week or two weeks of like warm weather and you're like, this is Ireland's actually grand. This is actually fine. Like, mm-hmm. what? Every, it's really nice. Mm-hmm. This is really nice. And then, um, then it might stretch into like September and you'd be like, oh, this is what? Why were we ever giving out about Ireland? And then, you know, <laughs> yeah. November hits uh, December, January, February and it's freezing. And then when there's one sunny day, yeah. you're like this. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I know. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. <laughs> it actually feels like it's like, oh, my God, I remember what this feels like. I forget every year what this, what a little bit of mild weather is like. It's like, yeah. oh, oh, pleasant. Exactly. Pleasant to be out and about. This is an open call for someone to please pick me up and bring me to a warm country where I can live and fund my lifestyle. Thank you. That's all I want. Thank you. 
<laughs> thank you um any donations can be made to the patreon you'll find us there <laughs> um well so i have a really interesting it's kind of a different a different story than usual because i'm i'm delving into something that can be quite complicated so i don't want you to shit yourself just yet because i know you have problems with complication okay but remember last week on the patreon if you weren't there guys you should really listen to it we were talking about angels Sometimes I wish I were an angel. Do you remember that song? What were they? Oh, they yeah, were this family actually. from the States and they all had long hair. I think they were Mormon or something and there was like 22 of them. The Kelly family. Oh, yeah, That's yeah, yeah. I do remember. Sometimes I wish I Yeah, I do. Yeah, yeah, it was beautiful. We were really into that at the time I was. Um, so we were talking about angels and I had mentioned that there was a faction of fallen angels that were called the Gregory and they really like caught, caught my attention and I was like, who are these bad angels that fell to earth? I need to find out a little bit more about them. And hence today's episode is entitled The Sky People. Are you intrigued? I am very intrigued. I I am already intrigued. Anything to do with sky and people, I'm there. <laughs> Roisin. Roisin. Yeah, yeah, if you could just put the bagel down for a sec and just move your little finger over to, and press roll the music. Okay, thanks Roisin. Yeah, you can go back. Yeah, yeah, go back to it there now. Thank you. Here we go. The sky people. Hundreds of thousands of years ago, extraterrestrial homo sapien goliaths from the planet Nibiru mined gold on Earth. To help with their work, about 300,000 years ago, they created Earth-adapted, short-lived mine slaves. And that's us, from their genome. We call them the extraterrestrials in the sky, Anunai... <laughs> Anunnaki. Anunnaki. Thank you. My name is actually in this and I can still say it. Anunnaki. People from the sky are the serpent people. They taught us hierarchy, violence, greed, slavery, debt. They made us worship them. They made us call them gods. Then, about 200,000 years ago, Enkai, their chief scientist, begat a line of earthlings whom he exalted. In 11,000 BC, Enkai and his lover, Batanash, begat Noah. And after Noah's flood, Anunnaki ruled Noah's son's descendants. Are you following this so far? Has your mind exploded yet? Uh, I I am somewhat educated in the Anunnaki, so I can <laughs> I can just about follow, actually. <laughs> At least fact. you could pronounce their name. That was that you're already ahead of me. The Anunnaki the unfortunate can't the, say this the name. The Anunnaki. Thank you, William. The Anunnaki ruined their eastern Mediterranean cities with nuclear blasts and fallout storms. Most of the Anunnaki returned to Nibiru, their home planet, by 311 BC. But some stayed amongst us, and they are still here to this day. They and their descendants, the power elite, rule us in each and every faction of our lives. The Yanunaki taught one-upmanship. You watch them kill each other to rule. The elite today still kill each other and each other's followers. Our ancestors plundered, enslaved or killed whomever their master, the dominant Nibirin in the area, told them to. 
we earthlings still plunder, enslave and kill whomever our elites tell us. The Anunnaki loosed plagues, nuclear bombs and other weapons of mass killing upon us. They forced mutually unintelligible languages and scripts upon us and withheld knowledge. They and their spawn made exclusive hostile nations and religions to keep us divided. They addicted us to credit institutions to keep us slaving. Your local credit union is part of the problem, William. (laughs) The Anunnaki stand feet taller and live millennia longer than we. We killed in their names. They are gods we thought we knew. They bred us into slave mines, armies, businesses, schools, governments, farms, factories, brothels and building projects. <laughs> Do you know why the building projects are getting it hard here? We worshipped them and the royal lines of their ever murderous hybrid rulers and priests, the elite they begat. Most of the Anunnaki returned to Nibiru. But a few who remained on earth and the hybrids through whom they still rule give all factions and nations credit and arms and engineer wars among them. The elite run competing religions, which each say they'll bring back the Anunnaki god of their faith and defeat gods and followers of other faiths. The ancient scenarios of divide and rule to this very day make us deplete our resources, pollute our environment and wage war. The matrix the Anunnaki modelled makes us recklessly exploit our resources and pollute. The elite and their ET controllers see that we never feel our unity as a planet of peace. They got gold from Earth. And 300,000 years ago, when they created us for the mines, they shipped the gold back to their home planet. Their tales of their stay on Earth before they made our ancestors, as well as what our forefathers directly saw, imprinted us with the values of their hierarchic, male-run, master-slave-enemy mentality. We assumed values of extraction, pollution, monetary monopoly and obsession with gold. Millions of years before the The Anunnaki got to Earth, other ET terraformers seeded hominoids here. The terraformers introduced advanced hominoids, ancestors of Erectus, Neanderthal and Bigfoot to the Earth so the Anunnaki could implant Homo erectus genes into Homo sapiens and thus adapt their genome to Earth. The Anunnaki created what the terraformers planned for us. They made us Homo sapien, like them, but adapted to Earth. 80% of our DNA is from off-planet. So tell me, do you know who you really are? Do you know who you really are? We can end physical and economic slavery, hierarchic obsession, degradation of women, gold loss, antagonistic relations and nations and gods the hybrid elite created and dictated. We can free ourselves of our short, desperate lives. We can create our future. We'll activate our latent Nibrian genes, better our genome and join the galactic civilization. Now, Will. Are you- it's how much how much drugs have you done today? <laughs> I love the way this is written in like they are as in they are 100% real <laughs> and you believe it and it sounds like you have a military outfit on and you're trying to recruit people or something it really does um, if anyone's joined us for the first time like some people who mm. know us might have suspended their disbelief for a minute and be like Annie's just putting this on but anyone who's joining us for the first time I'm sure they're either now a member of the cult or they um they've turned us off so I'm sorry about mm. that 
This excerpt comes from an article on the website Enkai Speaks and it's a collection of writers, lecturers and researchers dedicated to verifying and spreading the teachings of Zerakaya Stitchin. Stitchin was an author, researcher and orientalist and was an expert in ancient Sumerian and Akkadian clay tablets. His interpretations and theories were compiled into his seven books known as The Earth Chronicles. In his first book, The Twelfth Planet and its sequels, Stitching claims there is a twelfth planet beyond Neptune, known as Nibiru, that reaches our inner solar system once every 3600 years. And according to Stitchin, an advanced race of human-like extraterrestrials called the Anunnaki live on Nibiru and are the missing link in our evolution. Now, I mean, it all sounds a little bit far-fetched. And what has this got to do with angels, says you? Are you saying that, Will? Uh, Yes, I'm afraid. I think you have a (laughs) going. Yes, I am. Well, if you think that I'm just talking about an apparent madman who thinks a crowd of aliens somehow planted us here half a million years ago, you'd be surprised to find out that the idea is not as unusual as you may think. In fact, there are many religions, belief systems, mythologies, writings and theories from the four corners of the earth, as far back as we can see, that whisper to us that we are being watched. That's right, everybody. I am actually (laughs) a member of the Anunnaki. I have been watching you for thousands of years now. (laughs) <laughs> Annie still hasn't learned to tie her shoelaces, which is baffling. She still wears her underwear back to front. But I will keep watching her, see if she can figure it out. <laughs> you know, I actually wanted to entitle this uh, this podcast The Watchers, but I was like, no, that's just too much crossover with your watcher character. False who- advertising. False advertisement. I'd sue you. I'd actually sue you. People will get very excited about it, and he well, he has featured, <laughs> but it's not all about him. Uh, so, what has this got to do with angels? Well, I shall tell you right now, bitches. In the text known as the Book of Enoch, uh, which is a book that didn't make it into the Old Testament, they were like, "Cut you, cut you out. You're not getting in here." But it's very much like a biblical like type text, and many people think it was mm. cut from the Old Testament because it was just a bit too cracked. Now, to say that about Old Testament books, it must have been really, really cracked because you know the Old Testament is full of like monsters and killing and slaughter and rape and pillage, and it's yeah. just it's really Pretty kind of crazy and horrific, really. But This book was likely written between 300 and 200 BCE and it's about a group of 200 angels called the Gregori. I don't, I never know if I'm saying this right. I always want to say Gregory. So they're called the Gregori or the Watchers and they hatch a plot to take human wives from the beautiful and comely daughters of men. They know what they are doing is a great sin, so they make a pact to follow through with it at all costs and suffer the consequences together. And these monsters that have been born out of the union between the Watchers and the Daughters of Men are called Nephilim. Now, you might know that name from the Bible Mm -hmm. and such. Mm -hmm. Nephilim are great monstrous giants whose height was said to be more than 3,000 metres tall. You think you have a hard time getting through door frames, Will. These guys were 3,000 metres tall. Yeah. Is that that Mm -hmm. impossible? 3,000 metres. Yeah, 
girl, like nearly 10,000 feet. Well, I mean, I'm just taking it straight from the biblical text, you know. In their insatiable hunger, the monstrous Nephilim eat all of mankind's food. And when the food runs out, they start eating the men themselves. And here is William going to preach a little bit from the Bible about what happened to these guys. And mankind committed fornication and they were led astray and became corrupt in all their ways. And as men perished, they cried and their cry went up to heaven. It is only then that God intervenes and tells the angels to warn Noah of the coming flood, intended to heal the earth that the angels have corrupted. God further commands his loyal angels to destroy all the spirits of the reprobate and the children of the watchers because they have wronged mankind. Destroy all wrong from the face of the earth and let every evil work come to an end. You're preach girl, preach. Now, the Gregori hadn't always been such bad guys. They were God's eighth order of angels and for years they had watched over their human sheep and endowed them with much knowledge. They were what you might call the IT guys of the Old Testament. They knew a lot about maths, physics, the weather, farming, husbandry and communications. But they let the humans in on too many secrets, gave them too much information too quickly and this, alongside with stealing their lady folk, was said to be another way in which sin originally entered the world. As punishment for their crimes, the Gregora are said to be bound in the valleys of the earth until Judgment Day. Interestingly, it's not only in Christian texts that again and again we see the notion of these all-seeing shepherds. The name Watcher was given to guiding stars in Mesopotamia as far back as 3000 BC. In some witchcraft and Wiccan system, the Watchers are beings who guard portals linking worlds together. They are the four elements, and they are also north, south, east and west. Earlier mystical Hebrew sects organised the Watchers into an archangel hierarchy. According to this system, the Watchers were ruled over by four great Watchers known as Michael, Gabriel, Raphael and Oriel. And those names are going to be significant to us because they're the four archangels as we know them as are written in the Bible. They're the ones that you always hear about. Mm-hmm. Yes. Interesting. And interesting to note that there are four archangels and there are four numbers in the Mesopotamian belief system from 3,000 years before the Bibles were written. And this is where it gets real funky altogether. There are some modern theorists who just suggest that these watchers are much more than just mythological or metaphorical beings from ancient texts. And this is where we get on to Will's favourite show, Ancient Aliens. Well, I know it's not your favourite show. You used to always tell me to watch it and I was like, oh, I just can't be doing with that. But I'm going to tell you, I watched a lot of Ancient Aliens today, so I did. Oh, did you? Astronaut, ancient astronaut theorists suggest. Do you love that line? Yeah. It's said 45 times per episode. I just love the word ancient astronaut, by the way. That's um, my favourite. You're, you're talking to one. <laughs> you're talking to one, honey. Do you understand me, Henny? That's right. I'm an ancient astronaut theorist. 
I'm an at is what we call each other in the club. <laughs> You're an at. Yes, I, I did see some ats online today. All right. And if, if listeners out there have never seen ancient aliens, I'm going to tell you a little bit about what these people believe. Encore. Proponents of this theory, ancient aliens or ancient astronauts, suggest that intelligent extraterrestrial beings visited Earth and made contact with humans in antiquity and in prehistoric times suggesting that this contact influenced the development of modern cultures, technologies, religions and human biology. A common position is that deities for most, if not all, religions are extraterrestrial in origin and that advanced technologies brought to Earth by ancient astronauts were interpreted as evidence of divine status by early humans. So basically, we didn't really come up with all technology and fire and wheel and the iPhone on our own. It it was all from the ancient aliens about half a million years ago. Mm-hmm. Okay, I mean, okay. It's as plausible as anything else I'm hearing these days. So one of the main guys who posited this and who wrote so many books about it was called Zachariah. Ze- I think it's Zechariah. Zachariah Stitchin. His theories were quoted at the start of the show. So... The, the little rant I went on the start of the show is actually from a webpage called Enkai Speaks, which are some of this guy's followers, researchers, they're writers, they, uh, they travel to places that he travelled and they study texts that he studied and they're trying to keep his ideas alive. He wrote like millions of books on this subject. Um, another big writer was Eric von Daniken. And of course, Giorgio Tsoukalos, was that his name of Ancient Aliens? The guy with the crazy hair with all the hairspray. I don't know what his surname is, but yeah, Giorgio, yeah, with the hair, yeah. Giorgio, Giorgio with the hair. I did see in an article today that he said that the hair is definitely styled. It's not natural. He puts a lot of hairspray in there. That's just a little (laughs) side note. Proponents of ancient astronaut hypothesis often maintain that humans are either descendants of creations of ETs who landed on Earth a thousand years ago. An associated idea is that humans evolved on their own, but that much of human knowledge, religion and culture came from ET visitors in ancient times. In that ancient astronauts acted as mother culture. So they're our mother and we learned everything we did from them, kind of like RuPaul on Drag Race. Some ancient astronaut proponents also believe that travellers from outer space referred to as astronauts or spacemen built many of the structures on Earth such as the Egyptian pyramids are the Moai stone heads of Easter Island or at least aided human beings in building them. Now I'm sure that you've seen some of this online about the stones on Easter Island or about pyramids. They're like how would they have been built with the technology that people had back in those days and a lot of these ancient astronauts theorists think that they either got help to put them there or the lads just came down from the sky and planted them for us because we didn't have a JCB back in the day. Mm, okay. Other words to describe these beings are, and these are brilliant names. I really just want to take these as my ter- one of these as my Twitter handle: UFO knots, ancient space pilots, paleo contactors, astronaut gods, alien gods, or paleo or Bible search for extraterrestrial intelligence. So this guy Stitchin devoted his whole life to studying Sumerian texts, where he discovered artifacts. Basically, he discovered like 
hundreds and hundreds of clay tablets that were written in in Sumerian. He actually was an expert on this part of the world. He wasn't just some joker who went over there. He mm. he says that it tells the story of 50 Anunnaki. Why can't I say that? Anunnaki, inhabitants of a planet named Nibiru, who came to Earth approximately 400,000 years ago. Their intent was mining raw materials, especially gold, which was needed back on their home planet. Soon with their numbers too small, they grew tired of the task and set out to genetically engineer labourers to work the mines. After much trial and error, they eventually created Homo sapiens and adapted the model man of Adam of later mythology. But they were wiped out by an ice age about 12,000 years ago. So he's saying that these guys came here, they got tired of doing all the work, then they made us to do all the work, but the first model of us, say the iPhone 1 of us, got wiped out by an ice age 12,000 years ago. Are you with me, Will? I am, I am, yeah. Great history lesson there we have today. (laughs) Pseudoscience, I love it. (laughs) Pseudoscience is exactly the word that is thrown at these guys a lot of the time. And a lot of it is pseudoscience. But the interesting thing about it, I think, it, it has to be said that in all of the belief systems, they believe that somebody came from the heavens, as is believed in Christianity. Somebody came from the heavens and came down to earth and established men. But instead of thinking that it was mm-hmm. God, as we think of God, perhaps, that, that they have an extraterrestrial basis that there is a planet somewhere that we originated from and this is very much part of the theory of people who have studied the Dogon tribe now I remember me and you talking about the Dogon tribe before, mm, Will. yeah way back in what the fuck is in yeah. this book yeah it was way back in one of our fr- it was way back in one of our first episodes Robert Temple's The Serious Mystery argues with some sophistication the likelihood that superior beings from Sirius visited Earth between seven and 10,000 years ago. And his theories and traditions centre on the mythology of the Dogon. The Dogon believed that the Earth and other planets rotate on their axes and orbit the Sun, that Jupiter has four moons, and that Saturn has a big ring around it. This tribe, thousands and thousands of years ago, were saying that plants rotate on their axes, that we go around the sun, that Jupiter has four moons, that there's a ring around Saturn. But what really caused emotion was the claim that the Dogon believed that Sirius, so Sirius is the brightest star in the night sky, and they knew that Sirius has a dark, invisible companion, a twin with a 50-year orbit, and they actually every 50 years had a ceremony to celebrate this star. But the mad thing is, is that like this star cannot be seen from Earth uh, without the aid of a very powerful telescope. Like it just cannot be seen. Crazy. So these modern archaeologists, as we're going to call them, sky archaeologists believe that they had some extraterrestrial knowledge of how this star got there, that something had come down from the skies and given them the knowledge of where that star was. Like they had a really like astounding knowledge of the cosmos when all they had was the naked eye before any kind of technology was developed to look at the night sky. Like that is kind of interesting. Crude drawings that they had written for centuries depicted what this writer concludes is an accurate rendering of the relative positions and movements of Sirius A, that's the one that you can see, and Sirius B. 
But Temple also deduced that visitors from Dogon definitely had some fish-like qualities and looked amphibious. So they were kind of like a cross between a man and a dolphin. Oh, that's not terrifying at all. (laughs) Yeah, like, yeah. So he interpreted some of their very crude drawings and because they had some references to fish-like beings, he says that uh, the visitors that came down and gave them the knowledge of where the stars in the night sky was looked something like a cross between a man and a dolphin. Like Flipper, but like with a human head. Now, you might think this is all madness. No, I think it's completely sane, Annie. I don't know where you get that idea from. (laughs) I feel like I'm after doing a fucking trip of acid. Yes, you might think that it's all madness, and perhaps it is. But there are some other people out there who believe that the life you lived before you arrived on this planet was almost definitely lived on an extraterrestrial planet. That 70 million years ago, an extraterrestrial named Zenu brought billions of alien beings to Earth and then killed them with thermonuclear weapons. Also, that people are immortal alien beings named Thetans who have forgotten their true nature and are trapped here on Earth in a human body. Each Thetan has lived numerous past lives, both on Earth and in our physical bodies and on other planets. You know someone who believes just this, and his new movie will begin shooting this year. And just for some poetic justice, it is being reported that this Universal Pictures feature will be partially shot on the International Space Station. The end. Oh, and who's this now? <laughs> um, I don't want to say his name for litigious reasons because the religion that he is part of, uh, they just, I'm, I very much doubt that they're listening to this podcast right now, but they just like suing a bitch. They just like suing a be- bitch left, right and centre. So it's Tom Cruise, then, is it, I presume, yeah? Yes, it's Mr. Tom Cruise. He does believe that you are a Thetan, I'm a Thetan, we're all Thetans, we're all brought here and are the spawn of alien beings that were brought here by Zenu hundreds of millions of years ago. Um, And you know what? There's a lot of people who believe this stuff and maybe it's only just as mad as believing the stuff that we were taught in school. I don't know. I always just think it's very interesting that these watchers have been part of nearly every culture on Earth from the beginning of, well, written history, definitely. Mm. And interestingly, remember What's-His-Face that did that film Battlefield Earth, which absolutely tanked John Travolta. Do you remember that? Yes. That was on that as well. (laughs) Yes, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. Battlefield. I never watched that because I just cannot stand that man in a movie. Like, it's, like he gives me the creeps watching him, as does Tom Cruise. But um, Battlefield Earth is about that as well. And like, I mean, you know, you talk about the Scientologist stuff and it just sounds like so crazy. But... Bible's kind of saying the, like some of the same things like that there were these fallen angels and they were 3,000 feet high and they came down and somehow they managed to copulate with human women who were like 5 foot 4 and then that they had um, Nephilim and then the Nephilim ruined the place and then God had to send down the ark because he liked Noah and he hated everybody else I mean do you know like when you put it all together and you, you weigh it up like it's only all as mad yeah. as the next I'm thing I'm trying to get my head around those people that they're like ten, a couple of thousand feet tall it must be like really, really here must be really small for them they must be like oh I'm in a fucking cupboard someone's after putting me on a cupboard planet 
and also (laughs) like I can't even see the ground I can't even see the ground. I don't know what I'm walking on. I People just think that I'm really destructive. Yeah. But I can't see them. They're microscopic to me. They're absolutely microscopic. Yes. So it's actually not my fault. Oh, it'd be like, hey, what are you doing for lunch? It's like, oh, I'll just go down to Australia there. Oh, I was in Australia yesterday. Oh, yeah, but like I'm bored. Yeah, like, like Australia is the local shop. No matter where you are on the world. Like, also, how big was their ship that they got here on then? Like, well, it must have been the size of the solar system. Well, this is the thing. Now, some people are going to say that, of course, all these texts should be, and biblical texts should be not interpreted literally, you know. But the whole thing about the actual uh, people who believe in the Anunnaki and, and the rest of the stuff, it, it should be interpreted literally. That these writings that the Sumerians left or that the Egyptians left, like the Egyptians were another race that believed that we descended from sky gods and they have pictures of like sky ships coming down from the heavens and planting us here they were another religion that in which we originated from sky gods but yeah so so some of these researchers and they are called pseudo archaeologists and pseudo scientists like i always think it's a little bit like it's a little bit rough on them but it's it's kind of fitting for what they're doing in fairness um i i genuinely do think that though extraterrestrials did come here thousands of years ago and did pass on some sort of information because there's a good bit of evidence to suggest it um and yeah the evidence mightn't be concrete but there is like a lot of mysterious yeah. stuff that you're like that's unexplained that's we don't really know and yeah. like what you were saying about the star and like the description of the star and stuff like that like they wouldn't have known that for thousands of years there's a few other things like that dotted around the earth of examples of that. And I think that's very the interesting. Do- the Dogon and the Sumerian examples are very interesting because like in, you, I, I'll put out, I have a picture of uh, an impression of a plate that he found in Sumeria and they've, it's very much clearly that they're drawing these things in the sky the whole time that kind of look like you could interpret them as ships now obviously their their style of art like has to be interpreted it's not the way that we mm. would draw things today or whatever but they were very much focused on the sky and these things that came from the sky and the same the Dogon people had these very very crude drawings but they had a ve- like it was a crude drawing but it was actually very accurate of where this dwarf planet circled the other planet plus how did they know that Saturn had rings and like how many planets were in the solar system it's all it, it it is very interesting and you can see how people devoted their whole lives to try and prove that it was true but I suppose critics will say that there isn't enough scientific evidence and that a lot of their stuff is based on interpretations of writings so that's where their critics will come in and say Clearly I've been watching too many episodes of Ancient Aliens but I will I think you might be too far in to get back out I will say that you did leave out one very, very convincing piece of evidence, which is yourself being a fish human. <laughs> That's a slash thing dog. A fish human slash dog. And I think you should I think it's about time that you actually come out on the podcast and tell our listeners about your own features and what kind of strange <laughs> features you have. 
that it, well the thing is to. the doctors can't, the doctors can't really say whether you know they can't really tell what species they're from you know at yeah. the moment like they're still getting a lot of tests and stuff yearly you, they bring me in for tests with you, yearly with you the fish element is more of a fishy smell okay <laughs> alright that's it that's it done with this and now it's time to move on to the live line how would you like to look five years younger? In a clinical study, people that had volume added with Juvederm Voluma XC in the cheeks perceived themselves as looking five years younger at six months after treatment. Look younger, feel like you. Add volume for lift and contour in the cheeks with Juvederm Voluma XC. Reverse signs of aging by adding volume to smooth laugh lines with Juvederm Volure XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombas, we've always said our socks, underwear, and T-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself and for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombus. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombus.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. Burroughs Furniture is built for the way you live. From ensuring easy assembly and disassembly to honoring highly requested new colors for their award-winning seating, they always have their customers in mind. Their modular seating is made out of durable materials to last and grow with you. And with Burrow, you always get fast, free shipping. Get up to 60% off during Burrow's Memorial Day sale at burrow.com slash ACAST. That's burrow.com slash ACAST. Burrow.com slash ACAST. The Lifeline is the place where you can come with all your qualms, all your woes. Do you have a paranormal story? Is your boyfriend really annoying you today? anything that's up with you we are not qualified life coaches or counsellors so why not ask us because you can't sue us because we just said that disclaimer and we, now we are in fact ancient astronaut <laughs> counsellors <laughs> <laughs> that's right ancient astronaut counsellors mm-hmm. here mm-hmm. to answer all your queries uh, listen to your paranormal tale whatever whatever it may be yeah, it can be anything I think we can safely say that between us we have millions of years of experience Will like millions of years didn't of want experience. to say but yes yeah, I, we do yeah. I know I don't like touting it out there and braggadocio and all the rest of it but your normal run of the mill agony aunt ain't got nothing on us and now it's time for the live line do 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 do
the live line is now open. Hi guys. I'm not sure if this is what the live line is designed for, but you Motu Munchkins are my tribe. So, you know, I, I'm coming to you guys for advice. I basically need to know, am I the world's biggest thunder cunt? Or is it okay that I feel the way I'm feeling right now? So today is my long day at work. I work about an hour away from home. So this morning I was up half five. I left the house at six to be at work for seven. So I was in at work before seven and I left at 5 p.m. Now, because the traffic is worse at that time, I am still on the road home. So it's quarter past six in the p.m. now and I'm still about 15, 20 minutes from home. I am so tired. I am physically and mentally drained. So I work in a hospital all day. I'm either on the phone to patients or I'm checking patients into the clinic. I'm talking to doctors, consultants, even just the amount of staff that are in the hospital that I pass every day that I have to do the normal, oh, hey, how's it going? Any plans for the weekend? Bullshit conversations. So I'm drained. Now, my poor husband is at home all day on his own and he is really excited that I'm on the way home because I've been away longer than I usually am and he's, I'm very lucky, I'm very lucky my husband actually likes me even after all these years. So usually I'd be really excited to get home too but today I just, my battery is almost empty. I just want to go home, have a hot shower, some dinner put something on TV that I've seen a hundred times like Supernatural or something and just re-watch old episodes of my happy shows but I can't because he's all excited and because he's at home on his own his social battery is full so he has all these love stories and exciting news to tell me of things he's found out in podcasts or just random facts or new songs that he's found that he wants to share with me which is lovely. It's really lovely that he feels that way about me coming home. But I just, I don't have the energy. And this rarely happens. It does happen sometimes. And I've tried things like, oh, you know, I'll go in for a long shower. That'll give me time to decompress. But he's just like a little puppy. And he like he's like two steps behind me everywhere I go in the house when I come home. And he just, look, he's standing outside the shower telling me all the news and I'm just standing in the shower going, shut up, shut up, shut up, shut up, shut up, in my head. And I know that that's horrible and there's so many people who think I'm like a bitch of a wife for feeling this way. But, you know, I do love my husband and I do like his stories and that he wants to share things with me, but I just don't have the mental capacity for it today. So does anybody else feel like this? Or am I just the worst thunder cunt in the world? Thanks. Love you guys. Bye. Bye, 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 bye. <laughs> <laughs> bye, bye, bye. I talk to you. I talk. Bye, 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 bye. I love you're so Irish with your bye, 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 bye. And there's not even, it's a voice note. There's not even anyone on the other end of the phone and she's doing it. I have to say, I feel your pain so much because I'm one of those, I am one of those people that if I've been busy all day and around a load of people all day and (laughs) sorry, this wouldn't be me like every like once in a while. This would be me every day. I just don't want to talk to anyone when I come home ever. 
ever. When I worked in social work, it was so draining mentally and physically. And I had this lovely housemate and she'd be like, hey, how are you? What are you doing? And I would I would purposefully um, hide myself away from her. And sometimes I'd be in my room and I'd pretend not to be home because I just didn't want to talk to anyone. Like, I think it's perfectly acceptable. What do you think, Will? Yeah, but I lived with you. You're just a, you're just a moany bitch in general. This is sporadic is what this young lady is talking no, about. No, I'm not. You, I'm, I'm not. Uh, you yeah. bastard. Judge Judy I says yes. I am not yes. moaning. Judge Judy says yes. <laughs> um, yeah, like it's hard. It is hard, especially if you're working and the other person is off and stuff and you go home and yeah, like what they're saying, you do want to be like, shut the fuck up. But I, yeah. I probably just shut down. I just go very quiet. I kind of shut down or I just get really tired where I actually feel like I'm drunk. Like I feel like I'm drunk. Yeah. Nothing goes in yeah. to my head at that stage. And you could tell tell me very important things I won't remember. I will not remember yeah. the next day. Um yeah. the best thing to do for that, I dunno. I dunno. I just would probably, yeah, have that share and go to bed and be like I fell asleep. I fell asleep. <laughs> I can't. I cannot. I will not, I cannot. Yeah, I know. Like your husband loves you and know, like I know if you if you explained it gently, like I'm sure he'd be OK. But I think the problem is you don't want to see his little puppy dog eyes then when he's like, but I just miss you and I want to tell you stories and I love you so much. I think you're one of those people that, um, you know, they say that there's two types of people that you either get energized from being around people or that you uh, when you you lose your energy when you're around people mm. and when you lose your energy when you're around people or maybe it's just from work like you need quiet time to recoup it like you need some alone time afterwards maybe you should um, develop a system where you have like lanyards and you can pop one on to be like okay to talk not okay to talk you know yes. and you can pop that you can keep them in your <laughs> yeah. car and as you come up to drive you can just like choose between which one is allowed or like I, I do not talk yeah. to me for one hour please I just just a yes, wave, yes, just a smile a, and a wave. Yeah, one hour. And then after a yeah, cup of tea, yeah, yeah. a fart on the couch, we'll get to, we'll get to have a chat. <laughs> Very slowly, gently, gently into the conversation. Just a gentle kind of slow paced conversation. Um, if you want me to get hyper, yeah. get a Red Bull out. Don't normally drink them. I might have a sip and I'll meet you. <laughs> In about half an hour, and I'll be high as a kite. Because me and Annie used to, me and Annie used to get quite high as a kite, didn't we, Annie? Just like messing each other. But then I used to always say the warning to Annie, who was like a roller coaster: "What comes up must come down." And with Annie, it used to come down in spectacular fashion. You you could you could go Crashing. from uh, uh, manic laughing to uh, a cry for no reason in the space of forty five minutes. Oh, even sooner, I would say. Yeah, uh, most of the time, if I start manically laughing, it's going to end up in in sad tears. Yeah, um, but to our lovely listener, you were just a hard working girl, and you just need some quiet time at the end of the day. And I totally know what you mean about mm. just putting something shit on the telly that you've watched before. I think what it is is like you just don't have any extra room in your head right now so I think you're going to have to come up with a lanyard system or else you're just going to have to get him really interested in like online gaming or like does he not watch football or something because usually when boys watch football they don't really realise if anyone's coming into the house or not 
I always think it's great when there's a game on I get a few hours work done thank you so much for sending in your live line we do love you so much and thank you to everyone who's sending them in and if you want to get us on our little number there you can drop us a voice note to the live line like this lovely listener maybe something's just bothering you and you think that you're a thunder cunt but you're really not I love that word you can send us a little voice note about anything that's going on on your life you can get us on WhatsApp you can get us on Signal or Viber and the number here is I'm going to call it out to you now 089 Oh, wait now, it's Ireland. Plus 353-89-617-2131. And if you wanted to get us on any of the other socials there, there will be a link down below in the show notes. You can find us on Patreon if you'd like to buy us the price of a pint a month. Times are hard, lads, and the pubs are open back in Ireland. We would really appreciate it. If you'd like to join our little Facebook group, we are there and you can get involved in all the chats there and see funny memes that the girls do be buttoned up. William will be back next Wednesday with another episode of Motu Weird Wednesdays. That is for Patreons only. Mm-hmm. It's him and there will be extra live line features there. Easier, just sending in gas things. Thanks so much to everyone who continues to support us. We love you very much. Stay safe and join us next time for another mystery of the unexplained. Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear, and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High-quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more, with Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.